KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. The camera can't seem to get enough of Benicio del Toro's face in Things We Lost in the Fire. At first, it's almost oppressive, an in-your-face performance of such unsubtlety as to make you wonder if he's lost all sense of proportion. But no, he has not. Del Toro is a fearless actor, and his character, Jerry, a heroin addict lurching toward redemption, is the heart and soul of a film that would be fairly lifeless without him. That's not to discount the performance of his co-star, Halle Berry. She plays Audrey, a wife and mother whose happy life is shattered when her husband is struck down in a spasm of random violence. After her husband's death, Audrey provides bed and board for Jerry, who was her husband's close friend since childhood and who she believes was indirectly responsible for his death. Halle Berry is skillful and subtle enough for two in what's essentially a two-character drama. But there are limits to what any actress can do within the confines of a script that jumps from one arbitrary notion to another on the way to rehabilitation for its hero and heroine alike. The film was directed by Suzanne Beer, who's previously done three brilliant Danish-language films, Open Hearts, Brothers, and After the Wedding. Her work in all three was spontaneous and intimate with a fluid, searching camera style. She brings some of the same techniques to this, her American debut, and achieves a similar intimacy at several lovely moments, including one with Jerry in a swimming pool, teaching Audrey's young son to put his head underwater. Flawed as it is, the movie as a whole is a guilty pleasure. And if truth be told, that searching camera is not a great fit with this melodramatic material, which doesn't need to be searched for. It's already out there in italics and boldface. Remarkably, though, Benicio del Toro proves that bigger and much bolder can be better than tasteful restraint. Some of his grimaces recall Jenna Rollins channeling Popeye. Some of his movements are clownish or grotesque, and he makes no effort to soften Jerry's edges. The guy is a disaster that couldn't wait to happen. Yet Jerry is alive, and you can't take your eyes off him. Here's a style of acting so old that it's new. Casey Affleck makes an improbable but plausible hero in Gone Baby Gone. He's Patrick Kenzie, a diffident private eye who turns out to be one smart sheep among underworld wolves. This thriller about the search for a missing four-year-old girl was directed by the star's older brother, Ben Affleck. His behind-the-camera debut is more than plausible. He's expert with actors, pays attention to telling details, and sustains a dark tone of pervasive evil. Yet the script is another story, not enough of a story in what amounts to a linear tour of greater Boston's criminal minds. The cast is first-rate. Ed Harris as a police detective who's also working the case, Morgan Freeman as a police captain, Amy Ryan as the missing child's drug addict mother, Michelle Monaghan as Patrick's partner in life and anti-crime. Even though Monaghan can do drama and comedy with equal success, the script gives her little more to do than stand nearby her man. Storytelling problems surface toward the overwrought climax, but the worst problem is the unrelenting grimness. It's hard to like a film that leaves you with no hope.
I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal, back on KCRW next week with more reviews. KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.